2: but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com, or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.
3: Hi everyone, Ben here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Joy Lynn Dean, Cam B. Jackie C. Stephanie Henriks Welsh. Rye. Natasha Herbert. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our (laughs) rewards.
4: Welcome to episode 70 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Burnett.
0: Lydia Nicholas.
5: Bryn Monroe,
4: James Ross. And who are you playing? Grizzok Drick, Act, Amsterdam.
0: Sasha Rackett.
4: Hamid Salah
5: Haroon Tahan. Sir Bertrand
4: McGuffingham. Oh, you're getting there, you're getting there. I'll get you... Lickety Split eventually. It helps that I don't have to play a character, because then I'd, I'd mess it up. So... Naming am hard. <laughs> Naming am hard. So, we are currently... Alex over <laughs> Speaking of am-falling over, we have now a pair of mages in tow, which we're going to have to deal with. Spare mages. I left you without Brutal for what? A few sessions? Suddenly, now right. it's just... A... Bertie's got a new pets. You have to yeah. teach the
0: people how to be dogs. Yes!
4: <laughs> Stop jumping the gun! Yes. <laughs> See, I've got this colour for you, now take your
2: clothes off and put it on.
4: So <laughs> weird. So, we are currently in progress. guessing that the it's bloopers, was, thing. The bloopers are hating. <laughs> thing. So, having been around the brief zombie outbreak of Prague at ground level you were headed up to the University of Prague Charles University floating up in the sky and you are now mostly together again in the study of Franz Kafka with uh, Einstein who who is basically a teenage girl it would appear and certainly that was that was your comment last time We well, just keeps going
2: Mm. Uh,
4: and um, you have discovered a secret room in the study of Franz Kafka and Bertie was just rejoining the group having grievously wounded one Oliver and pushing another Oliver to a psychological no no no
5: they're they're back in the entry hall we haven't brought them all the way down to the professorial
1: rooms also they wounded each other that's what they did (laughs) They just gave them the tools
4: (laughs) stop facilitating misery
1: Bertie just left the toddler there with a book of matches he bears no responsibility for what happened afterwards when he left that toddler next to that bucket of oily rags it's fine and
4: on that note we will pick up then Bertie is rejoining Grizzop and Sasha with Einstein in Kafka study that's a lot of names and Bertie is with Oliver and Oliver no Hamid
0: is with Oliver and Oliver why don't we just all get named oliver that may
4: be should we get minutes of that so can... yeah. hamid is with oliver and oliver looking after oliver whilst caring for oliver right so we will start with Oliver,
1: Oliver, Oliver, stop it it's going to stop
4: meaning things to me in kafka study mm-hmm. you are able to open the door if you wish having just unlocked it checking the tracks again is um stomping over well, what's in there? Come on, open the door. For couldn't you well, say?
0: I'm, I'm just checking it for traps. I'm checking the traps again. I say this wallpaper is ghastly, if
4: Bertie oh.
1: Emerges. Hello, no bar- uh, Bertie. Is there oh, no yeah.
4: tutorials today. Go away. Oh, he's with us. Who are you? Helping. Right, okay. <laughs> is the door open or not? I... Give me no. a disabled device.
0: Critical fail.
4: Okay. Oh, that's really unhelpful. <laughs>
0: Let's just bring up. Blot something. relevant dice rolls. <clears throat> oh.
4: There are no traps. The right. door is open. There is a room beyond it so with no traps. The... A room.
0: Right, so what's in the room?
4: So it appears to be a wizard's workshop. However, it doesn't appear to be particularly evil by Which I mean, like, there's no screaming peasants held in cages over a burning flame pit. It's they like, seem fine. No, they're, they're really <laughs> happy. <laughs> middle, <laughs>
0: really middle class chaps in cages over yeah. toasty like there's, there's recreational,
1: really. Recreational. Yeah. Yeah. But
5: each yeah, of them has like a little card getting. with their safe word printed on it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So what is in there is actually a very straightforward workshop insofar as there is a, what looks to be a basic alchemical set, and mostly it's a lot of paperwork stuck to walls and things. None of it is written in human blood, none of it is big, huge, archaic... There are any green bubbling liquids? There is a green bubbling liquid. It bubbles There's always there being, a green It bubbles despite liquid. there being no heat, however it also is quite small and... Seems to just be what it does. It's it's not particularly exciting. So it's purely decoration. It's, it's decorative bubbling, <laughs> obviously. Uh, there, hey, if I can have one of those, it's like a lava lamp yeah. but better. What do you mean Ooh. like? It is a lava lamp in this world. You're fine. Awesome. As you uh, lava. don't open it. Don't um, lava there is back. a cage with a crow on the side, which is up against the wall, Ooh. and basically it is different from the Shinsy study insofar as it seems quite straightforward, like a like a. Functional workshop, but it doesn't appear particularly evil sure. at first glance.
1: It's not a very villainous vibe. Bertie maybe. is going to go and talk to the crow because of course. Bertie knows that crows are quite intelligent. Yes, they are. They, they can use simple tools, which, as wow. far as he's concerned, puts them on the part of the working class. Mm-hmm. So he's <laughs> going to go over. I'm, I'm not going to engage with that. Carry on. No, no, you're right not to. Bertie is a horrible <laughs> person. Indeed, and you don't feel yes. that fire. No. So. Okay, so Bertie is. Ah! Mr. Crow. Hello, ah! oh, no, Mr. Ah! Crow. Bertie takes out some of the rations that he's got and offers a little bit to the crow with his palm flat, of course, because he's got a very high handle animal skill.
4: Now, I'm going to have to describe this look because I can do this look, but of course, there are no listeners. What you get is. Which is best described, as for listeners who are familiar with it. What you talking about, Bertie? <laughs> it's just a sidelong glance with a kind of. Mm, maybe. It's to make a rough handle animal at this point. I will return to this. Albert Einstein, meanwhile, has pushed his way into the room and is starting to have a wander around and is starting to look through things with a huff and a gruff and but a faff. Hang on a minute.
3: So, was, was Einstein part of the big council of wizards? Yes! Right, so he...
4: Yes! L- he just didn't really pay attention to you ever. Fair
3: enough. Hang on a minute!
4: What?!
1: You, right? Yes! You were lying to me before! What?! Well, I mean... I'm supposed to be looking for the lo- rogue wizard, right? Well, yes. yes, yes Turns out sure, it's which I found from somewhere else. Yeah, I know. That's why we're here.
4: Yes, but you didn't tell me that in the first place. Well, why would you lie to me? Well, I, don't, I don't know. Like, does it make a difference? Well, it wasted my time. Well, this is your time. You should have picked better questions. I don't know. He you starts know. <laughs> wandering around and digging through drawers and stuff. No, hang on a minute. Such
1: a GM's <laughs>
4: <laughs> Hang on a minute. No. Look. Why were you lying to me? What's going on here? Right. Okay. Fine. Fine big poofy chair appears it it has far too many pillows and uh, a basic stool appears for um grizzop it's it's the right size it has a back to it there are worse stools i suppose all right Right, fine okay so is kafka yes well yeah so we are here to investigate kafka yes yes so we're all in the same room looking for the same man and it makes no difference whether you were here earlier or not no why did you all lie to me I didn't lie at all. Actually, you didn't tell me it was Kafka.
0: It uh, makes quite a difference. Like he just keeps releasing zombies down there, and there's quite a few people dead. Oh, that's quite bad. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he then just gets up and and claps the chairs away, even if <laughs> you're still sat yeah, on I'm it. Still on and then it. proceeds just keep digging. It's like, yes, you raised a legitimate question. I'm going to search the room now, and he just continues to do so. Wizards. Cut to, not really a wizard, Hamid. You're with Uh, Oliver, and you are with Oliver.
5: I'm going to make a diplomacy check to reassure
4: That seems wise. Natural 20. So what you managed to do is convince Oliver, who had the bloody nose, to calm down. I've given him a hanky to help him. Of course you have. I'm not even sure. That's fine. Hankies, of course. The solution to everything. And Oliver, who was injured, you've managed to... Talk and convince, and, and and calm down in such a way that he's now con- calming other Oliver, being it's fine, it's fine, I'm not hurt, so it's okay.
5: Look, Oliver, <gasps> we both know <sighs> that much worse things happen every day at this university. People do not get expelled for minor accidents like this one. You'd have to do something much worse than anyway. <laughs> The point is, is that if you look after him, if you make sure he's okay, if you take him to the medical building, they'll patch him up. And as long as they've seen that you you did it by accident, that you were that you looked after him, you made sure he was okay. There won't be any major negative consequences. You're both going to be fine. In fact, why don't you do that now?
4: Okay, both you, you, all you of us okay look now, at you. Head, nod. head over to the medical building. Both, look after each other. Both nod proceed to try and help one another up and because you didn't clue which Oliver needed to support and help the other they both kind of mutually support one another out towards the hospital wing whilst comforting one another for different problems. I hope those
5: two crazy kids make it work.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I head back to the earth.
1: Study. <laughs> Can I just say that I'm enjoying the fact that the medical building for a university based in the described describes a hospital wing? <laughs> <laughs> no, Canon!
4: Yeah, yeah. That's, no, I'm not even, like, that's fine.
1: It's just made of wafty angel wings.
4: Bertie, you were talking to a crow, right? Yes. The crow has succeeded in taking a small amount of food. Give me a handle animal.
1: Okay, uh, before I do this handle animal role, um, I. Uh, so, Bertie, would like to check. Is there like a nameplate or anything like that nope. on the cage? Nope. no other clues nope. to the identity of the crow. Nope. is now doing a perception check for crow-related ancillary items. <laughs> uh, 17. You find... I don't remember some, seeing that one in the
4: rulebook. You find <laughs> some crow-related ancillary items. You find a perch. You find a feed bowl. You find what appears to be some fresh newspaper ready to be put underneath the cage. There, I can go on. Is there a little fez? There like is a not a little fez. fez. There is no little fez for the crow. Do I have enough craft skill to make a little fez no. for the crow? What you don't have is enough time to make a little oh. craft. Oh. <laughs> Respect his
1: Ah! Okay, so um, but he's going to um, uh, present himself, uh, pomp and pageantry, because he's meeting Mr. Crow for the first time. He's ready there to handle animal. There we go. Uh, um, that is a total of seventeen.
4: Pomp and pageantry, including pomp and pageantry. Deduct pomp and panegyric rather than add it. This crow is not a class traitor. And it's seventeen. <laughs> it's still kind of okay with you, even even with that penalty. Wait, Hang it's on. fifteen. Yeah, it's fifteen, but that's still enough to be at least okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. So is, uh, is best deduced from this that this is a, a working class crow?
4: Apparently so. Right. Okay. A revolutionary working class crow. Revolutionary working oh, class yes. crow. Goodness! <laughs> All right, you're part of the problem, Bertie. Yeah, well, I mean, however, I know that. However, it's both—it's both a working-class hero crow, but it's also quite the pragmatist, and it's aware right. that it's in a cage, so.
1: Ah, uh, okay, so it's willing to form short-term alliances. Correct. So if, it had, if it had, if it had a
4: daughter, <laughs> it would marry <laughs> it into your family as a way of establishing allegiance for future capitalisation upon. So then, Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Crow, uh, it
1: seems now, Mr. Crow, <laughs> that have a certain community of interest here.
4: Hmm? I'm, ah, just, I'm just going to accelerate, because I, like, I can't deal with this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I realise that you're just now willfully hunting for NPCs to drag into your orbit. No, no. But yeah,
1: he's trying to get information out of the crow. <laughs> he's going to offer the crow freedom in exchange for information. Right. I am going to continue this then. My craft. Go for it. <laughs> right. Okay, good. Okay. So then, Mr Crow, there we are. It seems that we have a community of interest, hmm? You have something I want, and I have something that you want. Mm -hmm. Look at me out here, Mr Crow, flapping my arms. Look! Look at this wonderful freedom I'm enjoying. People at, choose to listen to this podcast for pleasure. Look at this! <laughs> look at this lovely bird seed I've got here, Mr. Crow. <laughs> mm. Bertie holds some of the birdseed out flat in his hand and then pecks at it with his mouth. <laughs> 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 flat hand.
4: What delicious bird seed, Mr. Crow. Some people are on the tube right now, and this is how they're spending their time. All <laughs> of this bird seed could be yours. You could be learning a new language, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're learning crow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, no need to crow about it. Croat, oh. it's a language. Right, so, uh, thank you. This is what I'm doing. He's crowing at me, I'm crowing at him. Well, no, we both know Croat. Thank you! Thank you. Not your best work, but it's good. <laughs> I throw out such gold all the time. A bit of pewter managed to sneak its way in and churn you your nose up at it. Respect your craft. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Crow! Oh, Mr. Crow, how would you rate your desire for freedom on a scale of one to Ah <laughs> 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 Mr. Crow? We are after We are after Franz Kafka. You have any idea where Franz Kafka might be? And Bertie puts his hand on the door. <laughs> he opens it ajar and wide enough for crow to get out Mr Crow Mr Crow <laughs> would you like to get out Mr
0: Crow do you speak crow <laughs> do you speak can you maybe he's telling you where Kafka is
4: don't interrupt my process fun fact the, the crow for home invasion is <laughs> <laughs> hang on a minute do you think these are familiar and might actually talk to you
1: yeah you know, I had not thought about that <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, my God!
6: Uh,
4: I can't, I can't I'm a have a... from a leak. I can't. I can't. Sorry. I, I obviously, James. Our,
3: Our character, of course. Yeah, I, I love, I love how keen you are to make it very clear <laughs> to people. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: just—I if I we're seventy episodes in. If somebody has been listening to it this long, doesn't realise that
4: I and
1: Bertie are different people. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, uh, right. Yes. So yes, that is obviously what Bertie—Bertie but, but Bertie in character just realised this in yeah, Bertie sure. well, I,
4: I do enjoy listening to someone have a character that can't articulate the phrase. Oh, this is clearly a wizard's familiar—a concept I'm familiar with because they're not. So it's just could it? I have to re-articulate this entire thing yeah. until someone else helps me. If yes. Only
5: he had the. Circle of Command. Oh, that would have made life it, it easier.
1: speak to animals
4: three <laughs> times yeah.
5: per day. Yeah,
1: that'd
4: be really handy,
5: wouldn't it?
1: So just wait for the postal service to turn up.
4: Moving on. <laughs>
1: oh, wait, so do you think that's always Wizard's familiar and it can talk to you? I don't think it is. Uh, how do you know? Well, unless it's playing dumb. You're <laughs> playing dumb, Mr Crow. <laughs> don't give me that. <laughs> you know where he was. Th- Hamid is definitely here at this point. <laughs> What's going on? Hamid, I mean, is this crow of wizards familiar? How would I be able to tell?
5: I know magic. Is it speaking English? But Wait, he looks at the crow. is it speaking Czech? <laughs> it, no, it seems for some to reason caught. I know that
1: he's not speaking Czech at this <laughs> point. probably not then. <sighs> but he puts the, puts the cage down on the floor. Um. Should we search the room for clues? I want to see what he does with this cage first.
4: Oh, for goodness sake, I'm not dedicating an episode. An episode to a crow in a cage.
0: (laughs) You put a crow in a cage? Yeah. In a, in a room, you knew this would happen. Yeah.
4: it's true. I I put a thing in the world. Of look, course, look, of course, we have to disappear look, down this rabbit it's, hole. It's an
1: animal. Bertie has a handle animal skill. if there's an animal, Bertie's going to handle it. <laughs> that's
4: true. So you know what? Okay, <laughs> what that's are you gonna that's try on me? The,
1: Yeah. We're going to try and do with the cage. Then? So Bertie looks at the crow. <laughs> looks at the crow in his the <laughs> cage. Thinks for a moment about the symbolism of that, with you know his own life and a you know, cage, <laughs> and the privilege around him, and the, the golden confines of the contract just looks at the crow and thinks, "Is there is there a moment of a spiritual union between him and the crow?" And he just goes, "Nah." Just walk, turns around, <laughs> and leaves the crow in
3: the cage. <laughs> I'm gonna decide up to the crow. Just just open the door. Okay,
4: you open the door. <coughs> <Go on.
0: coughs> or not? Whatever. And uh, then I'll start looking at He's lived so long in those cramped, dark interiors that he's finding it intimidating to leave them and experience a wider world. I
1: wonder what that must feel like. No, I, I didn't empathise with the crow. I'm damned if you're going to. <laughs> Anybody else? Hamid? Hmm. This crow is also short. Hmm. I, hang on a minute. <laughs> what? Grizzle. This crow is also short. No, I don't want to be included. No. <laughs> oh. Grizzle. this crow is of a moderate size. I really don't think the crow is important. Can we just search the room for stuff that is?
5: Perception
0: checks.
1: Whoa!
5: Oh, maybe he is important. See I told you so. What did he say? What? Ah don't give us that. We know you can talk English now, we heard you. Nah. Not English check! Why do I keep saying that? Nah.
4: So the crow flies down onto what is basically the seed bag that's there, starts pecking it open, and then just starts eating some of the seed. Nah. We'll take the seed away from you unless you talk to us. Now hang on a minute. I'll walk up to the crow, bend down. Get right close,
3: eh?
1: Look, I scratch your back. Now you scratch mine.
3: <laughs>
4: Pecks your face a little bit. Doesn't deal damage. All right. And it I'm then gonna... grabs a bit of this um, seed and then flies back up onto the cage, closes the cage, locks the cage, and sits there eating it, watching you all.
3: Uh... <laughs> That's oh, a, a
0: smug crow. Gonna
4: roll <laughs> <Diploma>. <laughs> <laughs> a crow. Uh
0: That is
3: a twenty-three. You succeed.
0: Okay,
1: look.
3: If Kafka isn't found,
1: you're not going to get much um, uh, interesting things happening. I'm sure uh, an animal of your intelligence might need uh, stimulus of a certain kind. If you help us, we'll take you out into the wide world. I'm sure uh, an intelligent animal like yourself will um, succeed
0: greatly. Eh.
1: Or, what do you want?
0: You could join our gang. Sounds fun. We're taking in people right now looking for
1: a... i i have a vacancy and bertie just opens the papoose that has been dangling oh. all the time i mentioned
4: <laughs> crow looks at uh,
1: you don't need to do oh, that's bad. not that's not actually
0: yeah. on bertie retrieves one.
1: a bottle of cheap brandy from his inventory and just kind of uncorks it and <laughs> just goes and looks looks more at the crow holding the papoose. maybe
5: he's intimidated by the falcons bertie Two thousand
4: watts what do you think? Two thousand chicken nuggets. Two thousand okay, gold. Chicken. All right. Ah. What do you want gold for? What do you want gold for? Buying stuff. Goods and services. Ah. Yeah, but I like this crap. <laughs> Most people don't. Mostly serve. services. I don't have much need for goods. Don't have thumbs. Ah. <laughs> Where are you going to keep the gold? I'll hire someone to hold it. It looks to, like Hamid, looks back to Grizzov. He's just like, a bit dim. Ah. Well, I mean, the person you hired to hold it might walk off with it. And you are, in fact, a crow. I'll hire someone to keep an eye on them. No. You won't have any money. Cree custodi custodes. Ah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, he does. Yeah. It's, it's
5: a good point, but I do feel like crows do not normally take an active role in the
4: economy. I'm up and coming. See, uh, well, you know, I have a certain respect
1: for the insurgent bourgeois classes, even if they come in such a small unusual package. Right? One seven five oh. We're haggling quite effectively, and we've not even made a counter offer. <laughs> I, I think there's... Twenty?
4: The it bird is... proceeds to void itself <laughs> <laughs> vaguely in your direction.
1: Don't think he likes that idea.
4: Thousands. No, look.
5: If you think about it, you're a lot smaller than any of us. So proportionally, the same amount of gold could buy you a great deal more. Turns to Grizz
1: up.
4: I don't think he understands how money works. Uh, All right,
2: well,
4: uh,
1: a thousand. thousand? Hang on, hang on one moment. What are we paying this crow for?
0: Just
1: just (laughs) just (laughs) a thousand gold? Information
0: about Kafka. Yeah, Yeah, what have you got? What have you got? Is it... Half now, half after. You can't give us half a clue now, yeah, half can. after. Or right, do it okay, then. Then. Franz
4: Kafka is... No. Right enough. You walked right into that one, didn't you? That's, that's that's my half. But well, we know
1: that... Uh, we hang on a minute. We know that the clue about Franz Kafka only has three words in it. You <laughs> <laughs> never agreed. You just gave us that information freely. That wasn't part of the actual deal. It's an enticement. <laughs> no. I, for one am not enticed. Well, perhaps, you know, you have. You're soon to come into a of money, Mr. Crow. Is it, Mr. Crow? Don't really have a name. Oh, Barry. Barry, it's right. an excellent name. Barry. Barry. All right. Barry, if I may. Ah. You're soon to come into money, Barry.
6: Ah. Have you
4: given a thought to how you might invest that money? Takes a moment. I think I'll offer short-term loans to people um, who are looking for immediate purchases that are necessarily unwise but charge an extortionate amount of interest.
1: I like this crow. I don't now, think we
4: want to give this crow any money. No, I don't think we want to either. He wants to be a loan shark.
1: a no, loan crow. <laughs> but of course, if you are to enter into such a business arrangement, Barry, Barry Crow, hmm, I'm pitching it now, hmm, Barry Crow, payday loans. <laughs> A golden sign over a perch. Mm, A perch encrusted in diamonds. Do we actually have a thousand gold to give him? Yes, we do. uh,
5: (laughs) I love that
4: James is still personally maintaining eye contact whilst making the pitch. He's like, shut up, I got this, I got this, shut
1: up. (laughs) But you're going to need it. It's a dangerous business, Mm, Barry. Mm, What would happen if uh, perhaps somebody were to default on your loan? You would need to have some enforcement. Mm? Someone to enforce your contracts are basic foundational precept (laughs) of debt in the first place. (laughs) hmm? We're of one mind on this. I can tell, Barry, you're a (laughs) very wise crow. Now, hmm, think as well what might happen if somebody were to loan money from you. hmm, Take that money away and suddenly decide not to repay it. hmm, Indeed,
4: were to see that you're a lone crow. hmm? You would need protection, would you not, Barry? hmm? Think for a moment, kind of. Gives, you know that head bob that birds give yeah. where it's quizzical but also kind of jerky and sudden?
1: Think as well, Barry, about your market. Hmm? Your target demographic and where they might be found are desperate people. Paris! Sh- <laughs> Short-term payday Paris.
4: Paris! Where do you <laughs> know about what's happened in
2: Paris?
1: He's got a bird's-eye view now. <laughs> <he's>,
4: <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> he's a very wise man. A very wise little guy. It
0: only happened yesterday. Well, more like... Last what? week. Oh, well, no, given that you
4: spent already. an entire, uh, like, almost a week just sat in the hotel room waiting for things to play out as well, oh. because yeah. it went from bad to worse to worse to worse. You left, and it was like citywide riots. Some news will have travelled yeah, yeah. um, by word of mouth. Now, Harry, think about it. There's anarchy on the streets in Paris. think how vulnerable a
1: lone crow would be. There are archers around. Lone crow. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, think of you how better? How better? To both not only expand your markets, hmm, but also provide security in transit. That if you were to travel with four powerful adventurers, the crow's hmm,
4: head is slowly starting to bob. Hmm, think about it. Think about it, Barry. Makes a lot of sense. Is he fall in Falling asleep?
1: I don't know. Either way, we're on to a winner. It's
4: definitely it's definitely asleep. asleep. It's just the soothing tones of your voice have have <laughs> taken this animal <laughs> with it. 30s tones are soothing. Okay, fine. To <laughs> uh, a crow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you were speaking of payday loans, of riches, of an exploitative uh, person who you could use. So like, this is like this is I a, thought this was a crow like. with Sa- class consciousness.
0: Sasha grabs he's not, the he's, crow. He, no, no,
1: he has consciousness. It's just his class is a uh, petty bourgeois. He's a small businessman. He's very conscious of his class position. <laughs> Hold up, guys. Something is happening.
0: Sasha grabs the crow. Oh, oh my he, God,
1: thank you.
4: For <laughs>
0: goodness sake, just tell <laughs> us where Kafka is. <laughs> grabs him around the neck. <laughs> give me a
4: reflex save
0: that's the one thing I'm good at uh, 18 plus 8 is 26
4: 20 yeah okay 26 he kind of rattles around a bit and then goes
0: Meow. yeah where's Meow. Kafka Meow. what's going on
1: See, this could have gone so nicely, Barry. Hmm, you, you could have accompanied us on money lending adventures across. It's in the book.
0: It's in the book. He took the book. She releases it. Right, which book? Do you know? Resol- no, just.
4: It looks really like pleadingly at Grizzle yeah. in what's meant to be like a, a, a manoeuvre diplomatically, but it's just not that smart. Yeah, it's just um, like,
0: how I'm not, she's come? not, sorry, she's not throttling. Oh, I'm not throttling no. him. I'm just holding him. <coughs> he's, he's making it up. He's is just playing. Sense
4: motive on the crow. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's
3: a 12.
4: Uh, that, that crow's bit sketchy. It's not a particularly strong... Uh,
0: look, I'm not choking. <coughs> oh, yeah, all right. Look, I know you're breaking up.
5: <coughs> <No. laughs> Hamid stopped paying attention to this conversation several minutes ago and has
4: been searching the room. <laughs> 23. <laughs> <laughs> before that it, that before that I reveal that everything that is required from this scenario, I think we'll take a break. <laughs>
6: Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat call quickgrainger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done
2: when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.
3: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Huh. Something wrong, detective.
2: How many tape recorders you got?
3: Can't say I'm entirely sure. We have all sorts of old equipment in storage, I think. You wish to use it for the interviews? Probably not. And you're sure you want to do it in here? We haven't had a chance to properly clean it.
2: Won't take long.
3: If you say so. I warn you, some of my people have a tendency to ramble.
2: I just need to know where he is.
3: As you wish. Who do you want first? Don't care. Right you are. You'll be all right on your own for a minute?
2: (laughs) That a joke?
3: Some people find this place unsettling.
2: Mr Bouchard... I'm not the one who needs to be scared.
3: Whatever you say, detective.
4: The Magnus Archives, Season 3, coming November 23rd, 2017. See you then. And welcome back. Right, so, what you have found, funnily enough, Yes, you found a clue. What you also noticed is that at some point um, Einstein fell asleep whilst looking and just kind of fell back down into a chair that he presumably summoned whilst the crow talk was going on and is just kind of napping gently in a chair. The unseen servant is still riffling through stuff. What you do find is a large tome, basically, was down the back of a workbench. You see that the workbench itself appeared to have been cleared as if to study something. And down the back is a quite big tome, say like foot and a half, maybe two feet wide, like a big tome, heavy. And you pull it up from the back and you slam it down with a big thud. And it appears to be stitched from various pieces of leather. And it has... Oh
0: dear, what kind of leather?
4: And it basically has uh, an inscription which is faded on the top to the point where you're not really able to read it. I blow the dust off it, dr- dust off it dramatically. How to cook humans? Um, <laughs> it has. Give me a perception
5: check. Uh, I can cast read magic if it's a magical script. Oh dear. <gasps>
0: Critical
5: film. That was a natural one. Oh,
0: so it's definitely deerskin or venom. <laughs> <laughs> it's no kind of suspicious leather whatsoever.
4: Um, you're you're Can just not a- able to make out the the cool. inscription on the front. It was just a sort of embossed title, like someone had done an embossing on it. But opening it, do you? Yeah. Okay. No, it's fine. It's empty. It's just the binding. Um, on closer examination, it looks like someone has torn or cut... The entirety of the book's contents from its leather binding, so it's just a massive, imposing-looking tome with all of the sheaves inside removed.
0: That's the one. Wait, so he, he took he took the innards of the book.
4: So what you've
1: basically led us to is there is a ring binder. That is
0: a human skin ring binder. I'd have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids, Kafka. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, where did he go then?
4: Kind of looks at you and then jerks its head downwards. D-
0: to the city. Nah. Right. Like the zombies. Yeah. Where do you know roughly where he might like going? Looney bin. Nah. So that's where he should go, or that's where he is. Ah. Uh,
4: he might be there. I, are, you say, are
0: you saying? Are you setting us up for some kind of Arkham Asylum? <laughs> he
4: went. He went a bit weird. Right. He was studying the book and he went a bit weird. Nah. This, this book what's it called
5: i can't make it out can you read
1: this uh bertie has a lot of languages so he has a look
4: the only one who's really going to stand a chance is bertie give me the role but i'm going to point out that i'm not going to have every single person roll because it's actually quite hard to make out anyway you're looking for a very high role uh 18 you make out the word mortis latin beyond that
1: Well, it's related to death magic in some way, because of the Latin root here, but then we are investigating a necromancer, so it's not an enormous surprise. We're in a study. Someone take a rubbing. If you can't read it, take a rubbing. Not in public. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'll do that quickly.
5: (laughs) I I find a piece of paper and a piece of charcoal.
1: Excellent.
4: You make out four words. In basically squared off with one another across the front of the book, which is Mortis Securitas, Libertas Omnium.
0: So, laboratory (laughs) opium mortuary.
4: You you speak Latin, don't you, Bertie? Of course, yes. Bertie
1: reads it and it translates.
4: Um, give me a linguistics check. Uh,
1: That would be fourteen.
4: Fourteen. Yes. Um, the best translation that you can give is something like freedom from death freedom for all or freedom from death death for all like the grammar's gone slightly weird like the way it's laid out the typefacing Mm -hmm. and so on means that the order may be like may have an extra layer to it that you're missing you know like a poetic technique or maybe you're missing something that's just kind of straight over your head but literally freedom from death Freedom for all, That he makes That yeah, party.
0: So basically, it's about mass raising mass zombies. That scans. Which seems that way. Uh, seems to fit with the, fit with the plague thing.
4: Right. It? So he's gone to an asylum. Well, I don't know where he's gone. He could go anywhere. He should be in one.
0: I think <laughs> he was oh. making a he was making a prejudiced joke, yeah. cruel yeah. joke. <laughs> they not very with, funny. Yeah. You know what? So your face. Crow joke. Stigma is never funny, even for crows, right?
1: I feel that you can't really defend crow jokes. I don't think you can really make the argument that any sort of prejudice against uh, neuro-atypical behaviour is <laughs> an inherent part of crow culture. I'm not sure that's a valid defence, Barry. So
0: your face. Crow jokes.
1: Right, last chance. <laughs> OK,
0: right. All right, crow. All right. If, what bar would Kafka be in? Mm-hmm. Where would you go looking for him? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I should, should I we think, ask
5: Professor Einstein I think about he's,
3: this?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Going to put the crow back in the in the cage. I
3: walk up. I walk up to Einstein and just poke him awake.
4: You poke him. Let's let's see if he wakes, shall we? He does. Uh-huh. Right then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kind of. What? What do you want? We found it. Found what? The book. Ooh. Um, it looks like Kafka... I'll <laughs> I'll He runs over and starts grabbing he it and yanking it. He took all it. the
5: pages
4: out. He opens it. What did you do?
5: Kafka took all the pages out before he ran off.
4: <laughs> he kind of holds it up. Are you familiar with this book, Professor? Are you not? He kind of drops no! it. And then you see him cast this spell at it once. Nothing happens. He does it again. <laughs> it's also like the size of his torso. He's not a big man. Right. So
1: now we found your book... And now you might want to help us. Where do you think Kafka might be? And can you summon all of your little wizardy friends? And we can have a nice big chat, and I can
4: find out where Kafka's going to be. Before he summons hundreds more zombies. He's using plague pits. Oh, this is so bad. Okay, fine. Um, We should go and see the council right now. Yes, yes, you're right, you're right. You're absolutely right. We should... He teleports away.
2: Oh! Uh, uh, um... Well, I know where they meet, at least. So let's, right, go. Let's, let's
1: go. At go. Uh, one moment, um, Bertie, I think Bertie is going to release uh, Barry. Um, I mean, you know, he can unlock his own cage anyway, but he's just going to do that. Um, and Bertie is also going to uh, search the room, assuming there's some sort of index. Is, there, is the room sorted using, like, a doobie decimal system or anything Sorted, possible? bless you. Okay. Uh... <laughs> but we don't have
5: time to look through everything else, Bertie. I'll catch up.
1: And, and Bertie is going to be searching for books on Planar Law. Okay.
5: Stuff. Bertie, no, you don't. We don't have time. Um, you won't be able to find the building unless we're all going together. I'm
1: learning, Hamish. Well, if we don't go now, I will probably finish the meeting without it. Exactly, us. Bertie, come on. Um, I'll be, I'll be going. All right, Bertie grabs three books at random off the shelf. <laughs> okay,
4: that's fine. Um, you pull three tomes from the shelf all of which are written in Draconic. Two of them, the titles seem to move under your eyes and you can't seem to get a fix on them. Uh, The last one is Mass Summoning and You, A Beginner's Guide. Ooh. By Franz Kafka.
1: Ooh. Uh, Takes that, he drops two, he can't read. I mean, (laughs) you know, that's basically anything with a reading age of about 16 plus. Sure. (laughs) uh, But he takes the Mass Summoning. Sure. Uh, Yep. Puts it in his cursed bag of old. No, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) In his bag bag, uh, so what was the third again? Sorry, mass summoning and you,
4: mass summoning and you, a beginner's, colon, a beginner's guide. Franz Kafka. Do you open it to have a quick look, or are you gonna look at it later?
1: Not yet, bit okay, of, bit of laboratory readings. It's called the blueberry.
4: Hey, <laughs> I
0: haven't heard that term uh, before. I yeah, that's good.
4: Yes. so what are you doing?
0: Uh, running Following after to Grizzop, Grizzop,
4: because I know where they met, yep. presumably. It. Presumably it's at the council chamber, and presumably that was the can- same council... Ch- I mean, how many council chambers are they going to have? Who knows, but I'll take a punt. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it is a wizard university that's constantly rearranging itself.
4: Welcome to the infinite council chamber. <laughs> Which one would you like? Okay. The council so- is the heart
1: of the university, therefore there are four chambers.
0: Hey. <laughs> hey.
1: So
4: heading out of the what's the sort of nominal office's domicile of them, you head back out and head to the centre of the university. turns out that as the rest of you are sort of jogging along and keeping up, it becomes apparent that as much as it seems to be sort of random floating and bouncing around, actually there is a fixed point in the middle of this and everything seems to be circuiting around it. And as you're sort of running and then waiting for the next one to align or doing a quick hop as they like overlap one another and so on, there might actually be a pattern to it. Yeah, is it a
1: regular orbit?
4: It is. Appears like it might be, but the pattern it's eludes celestial all of you. It's C- it, it's either complete chaos or just incredibly complicated. And unless you were to spend an enormous amount of time studying it, you won't know.
3: I in an armillary. Arm-
4: yeah, pretty much. So heading towards the centre, and you, as you're getting there, things start looking a bit more formal, a little a little less like you're at the edge of a campus and more like you're heading in towards uh, teaching areas and so on. There's one that flows past, which is appears to just be a massive, completely solid stone ball that's huge. It's easily the size of, like, a ten-storey building that's just zooms past quietly. And there's a few other weird ones that no doubt have peculiar, like, reasons for them. But you eventually head towards the centre. And what you see there is both a lot older than everything else you've seen and a way more humble building in fact at a glance it becomes apparent that what this was is it may have been what the university used to be an enormous time ago because everything else the foundations are kind of floating like they seem like they have been made in the air and they are floating in the air this has a big old hunk of earth and rock and stuff attached to the bottom so it's more like a floating rock with a building upon it kind of thing it has a much more gothic vibe than everything else. I mean, everything's quite elaborate, but this is more elaborate in a very aged way. Hamid, you recognise the architecture as being the same as the uh, Bolag's Roost. It's certainly the same period. Mm-hmm. Um, and it appears to have no magical elements to it. It's sensibly architectured. It doesn't have seem to have any weird colours or anything. And yeah, heading up, you know, Grizzop, that if you head there and basically knock, it's... They warned you going in, don't do any magic here. A, you won't be able to, and B, it's considered the grossest faux pas to even attempt it, clerical or otherwise. Um, and yeah, there's just the big double doors, but you're going to have to knock out. I never end, got so. to go
5: in this building last time I was here. Oh,
4: right. Knock, knock, <laughs> Is there anything we should know? Uh, oh yeah, don't do magic. Door opens. Okay. Uh, there is um, what looks... At least, to like to our eyes in this world, as a perfectly traditional butler, um, black top and tails, white gloves, and ooh smoker, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, and spectacles, and they are actually quite young, but beyond that, it's just uh, how may. I help you?
1: Uh, we're still a council. We came with Albert Einstein, but he left.
4: Ah, uh, he uh, did warn us that someone would be coming along. Good, he remembered. Are uh, you so? I'm going to presume that you were the orc. He's he's not what he used to be. Okay. Please come in. I'd like to apologise on his behalf. Okay. Please, come in. Is that uh... a
2: terrible insult?
4: It's just wrong. Gestures yeah. him in. Closes the door. Um, they'll be with you in a moment. If you just let me announce you, once you hear your announcement, obviously, please step in.
0: We're the...
5: London Another London Outstanding Mercenary Group. That's a great
0: name. Um, we work. We were working on it for quite a long time.
4: <laughs> if you'll excuse me, he heads to a door. You're in a quite plain corridor. Again, to more experienced eyes, like in this world, it looks more like what you'd expect a proper academic institution to be in the sort of red brick style. So it's just it's wood paneling. It's not particularly like hugely extravagant so much as just old. Um, he knocks, enters, there's a blah blah blah. Introducing the London and Other London Outstanding Mercenary Group. He, The door opens and then you're showed through I mean. into a room.
0: Uh, yeah, and a subcontractor.
4: <laughs> and a subcontractor, <laughs> he adds <laughs> flawlessly. <laughs> um, heading into the room. It's actually quite a small room. There's another fireplace not lit. There is a very interesting looking stained glass window at the far end of the room. Give me a knowledge history if you have it. Religion won't cut it. Sixteen. It is depicting the magical restoration of Prague. So after Rome fell and everything went to mess, mm-hmm. it is depicting the moment when um, Bolosmark determined this region as um, its own and raised the university to, p- to protect the people. And it's it's very elaborate and it is effectively just demonstrating the moment that Prague became a power in its own right and was freed from the shackles of uh, the world that came before. It's all... It's, it's quite pretty. It's quite beautiful, but it is mundane. It's not magically moving or anything. And sat around the table, you see...
5: All the people that you listed
4: earlier? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. You see uh, an elderly gentleman with a carefully crafted beard and a bald... Is it pronounced pate? I've only ever read that word. Hey, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, a bald pate. Well, it's not a bald pate. <laughs> sure. Oh, and... you've got, you got hair in your pate, though, that's a problem. <laughs> you see Einstein... And you see another woman who is. Is that Eldurian? No. You see another woman who is um, comparatively plain looking, apart from her eyes, which are fierce as anything. Like, it looks like someone took, like, a pair of eyes from, like, some Viking warrior somewhere and put them into a quite plain looking woman. Like, whoa. (laughs) Fierce as anything. There are two chairs, which have black shrouds draped over them one chair is empty and another chair is empty. That is everyone who is at the table. They all look at you and uh, uh, Einstein immediately stands and goes, yep, that's, that's the one. Is the fans to sing. We should come in. We should have a talk. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come, come, come. come sit down. He gestures for the butler who goes to the mm. edges of the room, which has additional chairs, but not in the big kind of
0: Right, yeah, we, types we found a lot everything. of zombies under Prague, and then we found a book about making lots of zombies. So we're thinking that they might possibly be connected.
4: The woman with the sort of fierce eyes looks at the other two. They kind of share a moment.
0: Now, it seems you lied to
5: our colleague here earlier about whether uh, or you, not you knew who was responsible, because clearly it was Franz Kafka, who used to be a member of this body.
1: Yeah,
5: um, and that
4: decision got a lot of people killed. The... Man with the bald pate and the the crafted beard um, gently but firmly kind of holds a finger up for a moment for quiet and they start leaning across and having a a quiet consultation at at the other end of the table to you.
1: Well, this is helpful. They did this a lot the first time.
4: Right, if you could uh, come please sit down. We think it's probably best that we uh, discuss things in a little more detail. We'd hoped to avoid this, but no doubt once we explain ourselves you'll understand how and why.
1: You might have hoped, but you didn't help to avoid this.
4: Might I be so bold as to suggest that some introductions are in order? Uh, uh perfectly, fair enough. Um,
5: I am
1: Sir Bertrand McGuffingham, of
4: uh, the noble seat of old Boltham, an absolute pleasure. The gentleman to who meet was me. just talking fails to hide a little bit of a, a sort of snigger behind a hand. Bertie not does not notice. Yeah, it's 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 a it is a subtle move for mm. what it's worth. It's just a sort of hmm, a a pleasure to meet you, sir, was it?
1: Sir Bertrand McGuffingham, yes. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Bertrand Mm -hmm. McGuffingham.
5: Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tahan, sorcerer. Pleasure. There's a slightly kind of quizzical look that quickly passes over Hamid's face as he says that for the first
4: time. The gentleman that you're talking to doesn't react. The woman with the fierce eyes, they just look at you and bore into your soul the second that you spoke. Just... Yeah, she kind of registered that one. (laughs) That's fine.
0: Uh... I'm alright, I'm just working with him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's customary to provide a name, not necessarily a real name.
0: Sasha Ricketts? <laughs> 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 um,
5: we are the London and Other London Outstanding Mercenary Group and this is our recent associate who I believe you've
4: met before. Yeah, you've already
1: met me. Grisolf
4: Gris- Trick o- Act Amsterdam.
1: Paladin of Artemis,
4: helping you out. The woman um, leans back a little bit again, looks at you with the kind of fierce eyes and just really quietly to the point you can barely hear it just goes, We don't want to be here. Maintaining a civil and ready head will serve you well. Okay. They all basically gesture for you. The big throny esque chairs are pulled away so that the more mundane chairs can be placed at the table and they gesture for you to sit. Uh, and you are? The uh, gentleman you've been speaking to first stands, straightens a waistcoat, strokes a little um, beard and goes, uh, Sigmund Freud, I'm the director and professor of enchantment studies here at the university. Sits. The uh, Albert Einstein stands up and goes, Einstein! Albert, mister! Sits down. They look at him. Conjuration! Sits down again. Stands up again. University! Conjuration! University! <laughs> <laughs> G- gives a wink. Sits down and then might have nodded off. It's not sure. He's There may have been an accident at some point involving Einstein. That's certainly the vibe he's giving off. Oh, no, um, two Rikers. The, woman, <laughs> so the woman stands gently, looks at all of you, hands behind the back, far more severe than the others, and just sort of goes, Mary Curie, I'm the Director of Transmutation Studies, and in lieu of... The rest, currently abjuration and divination and necromancy, so we'll uh, have to deal with that.
5: Hamid looks incredibly impressed.
4: She sits down, carefully, neatly. So, Mary Curie speaking at this point. Again, very, very quietly, super understated. You were originally brought onto this situation because we did not wish to disclose to the general population that a member of the highest ranking order of wizards has not only gone rogue, but stolen an incredibly potent magical artefact without the supervision of others in order to enact some kind of ludicrous and archaic ritual. The reason you were not made aware of anything more than this is we would hope that you had trapped them down and we were intending to breach the pact with the rest of Prague and deal with the situation ourselves because as noble an idea as it is that... Whatever is down there is dealt with by down there and we should not interfere. He will kill all of them. We needed someone who could find him, report back, and then we would deal with it ourselves. How do you think the rest of the population will handle this situation finding out that arguably one of the most powerful people in the world might have gone... What what was it you uh, said, Einstein? Barmy! Completely! Off his rocker! Crazy! Kind of subsides back into his kind of doze. Yes, quite. It was a necessary action.
1: Uh, Well, with the greatest of respects, it didn't quite work, did it? And lots of people have, um... been killed now. And, really... You made it sound really nice, but what you mean is, we screwed up, and really don't want people to know about it. And I don't care. Well, I mean, I can see that, perspective. I mean, as long as
4: you're not caught, it's all basically fine. She just takes a moment, and then turns back to Grizzop. Doesn't even, like, it doesn't seem to be a move, it doesn't seem to be a social move against Bertie, it's just this conversation is clearly not going to go anywhere, and just returns to Grizzop. How would you have suggested handling this better, given that two of the council are already dead? Let me know that it was Franz
1: Kafka first, and I could have a look in his study or his living
4: quarters for clues... Ah, of course. Your experience with incredibly potent magical artifacts from ancient Rome that can corrupt the minds of the user—of course that, that. Well, in would which go case, on.
1: how are you expecting me to find him at all?
4: Because he is out of place. He is out of his time. Effectively, at this point, he is just someone who's running around. Ultimately, we don't believe he's in control of his faculties. And you were ah, not the only I'm... person that. She takes a moment <laughs> and steadies herself. Well, okay. Everyone, give me a perception check.
1: <laughs> Nine.
0: 26. 17.
4: 16. Everyone apart from Bertie, <laughs> a twitch has developed on her right, like just below her right eye. And the, you, there's clearly a heartbeat there that has gone from boom boom to boom boom to doom, 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 boom 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 boom. There is no other change in her demeanour whatsoever, like at all. <sighs> Look. There's a reason that he has that book. And it's not a reason that we're likely to share, at which point um, the gentleman, Freud, uh, stands up and goes, Marie, we're going to have to tell them, otherwise there's not really going to be any progress here. At which point she uh, takes a moment, composes herself, sits down, and then he leans across the table and says, Right, what do the rest of you know about the Harlequins? The Harlequins?
0: Not. Not Nothing. very uh, much. we heard, I mean, they, they play card games, right? Something
4: like that. Rugby, I thought. They're, they're,
1: yeah.
5: They.
4: <laughs> I believe they're an uh, anti-meritocratic organisation. They kind of all share a look and go, that's one way of putting it, we suppose, yes. Um, let's say that Franz Kafka was one of them. And let's say that Franz Kafka... Took it upon himself to extend the reach of his studies beyond the academic um, in what's a misguided attempt to further his ideals and was not ready for what he activated, let's say.
0: Because what he did was he, he, he made lots of zombies. So did he not intend to make hundreds of zombies? Because it seems to me that making hundreds of zombies He's is quite, quite a do. hard thing to do. And yet, yeah. and that book says death for all think, or something. It's, it's, it's about making lots of zombies. I think, so where in that process was there a misstep? Well, I
5: think that what they're saying is that it was the previous research he was doing that broke his mind and now... He wants to make zombies, but I might have Einstein kind of
4: perks up and goes, "You see, aliens—they don't get it. Oh, they don't want to make zombies. Zombies are a byproduct. Do you have any idea how easy it is to make zombies? I could fall asleep and make fifty zombies. What's wrong with you, God? Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't
0: do that. Really awful. Quite
4: the news. God, I don't see why he needs them at all. Look at them! At which point, like, Mary just gives him a look. Fine, go do your talking thing, God. He's out like a light again.
0: Wait, wait, so what is he he trying to...
4: So, our role isn't just educational. Our role is to safeguard a rather large number of of items and knowledges which are best kept on, let's say, the down low. I believe that's, that's something that people have been saying a lot recently, certainly how we've been operating. Anyway, long story short, Rome wasn't exactly as destroyed as you'd think. More made it out than you'd think. What you've been witnessing and what no doubt will continue happening are the very tips of a boil. And that boil is a symptom of a significantly larger sickness. We had made a number of of safeguards against these items being removed, which he circumvented. He found the uh, book cover that was actually doing a lot of the work the scale of what he'll be attempting to do if he is attempting to do it is so much larger than a a smattering of corpses oh dear
1: alright so give us all the information so we can go down there and not be immediately killed as soon as we find him It it seems
5: to me, if I understand your position correctly, is what you need are agents who are able to operate discreetly in Prague below without involving you as much as possible, and then to call you in at uh, the appropriate moment to deal with Mr Kafka. Now, I do feel that we would be able to do that, but we can't do that kind of mission unless we are given all the available information. So my colleague here would not have been able to be properly discreet if you hadn't told him there was a need for that. And by providing information of it being Mr Kafka, then he would also have been able to uh, get a great deal ahead. Now, if you would like to hire the London and Other London Outstanding Mercenary Group to complete this mission, we would, of course, be very pleased to um, to conduct it for you. Uh, in, in cooperation with the Church of Artemis? In cooperation with the Church of Artemis, of course. Um, but we do need to make sure we know all the information first, and that we're all up front with each other.
4: All of you give me a... Actually, bear with. Give me a diplomacy check on that speech.
5: Natural twenty. Oh!
4: Oh! It was a well-worded speech, so I'm glad that the dice are <laughs> <is> matching up for <laughs> this. Actually, they all share a, a look. Then um, the they all take a moment. They all pull off a ring. They nudge Einstein, who wakes up, sees what's going on, takes off a ring as well, and they all place him in the middle. Every single one of them is a copy of the ring that Zolf had, and a copy of the ring that Rakevine had, and they all go, right, well, uh, Mary, uh, Marie, sorry, sort of leading the charge. We think it's time that humans sort of took their role back in the world, and this is a natural consequence of that. And I think I'll end the episode there. They killed Bull Smock! (laughs)
3: So what you're saying is, basically, Zolf left as soon as his plot kicked off. Yay, (laughs) dude! That's why I hate (laughs) you!
5: I hope we can wrap the rest of this plot up in the afternoon remaining of that day, because we've got tickets to the opera in the evening. Oh, yeah. I mean,
4: you could just miss the tickets to your sister's Don't be ridiculous, Alex! (laughs) Uh, Also,
5: we've got to get time to buy outfits for the entire party. This is a nightmare, guys. We're Ah, not ah, going to be ready. Everything's gone so wrong.
3: And the ball's tonight. (laughs) 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 Rustyquill
4: Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by rustyquill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at the Rusty Quill, Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Welcome to Crow Strangle Show. <laughs> the show where we strangle crows. Welcome! Crow Stranglers! How many crows did I strangle? For six! <laughs> That's strangle crow. That's seven crows! Oh, are you personal best! <laughs> Brilliant! That's a strangling!
1: <laughs> Welcome
0: to Strangling Crows, the
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me a theme tune! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: <laughs> how to how to murder a murder?
6: Hey! <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
2: Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone... Spelled woe, period, begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later.